your suit. Vibranium? The Black Panther has been the protector of Wakanda for generations. A mantle passed from warrior to warrior. And now, because your friend murdered my father, I also wear the mantle of king. So I ask you, as both warrior and king, how long do you think you can keep your friend safe from me? Popheads and welcome to issue 111 of the Tomcast Popcast. My name is Tom. I am once again in the Tom Cave, and uh, we're we're starting off the show a little differently today. We're gonna, we're kind of gonna skip the preamble uh, that we normally do. I'll save that for the end. Uh, so if anyone new is listening and you're you're curious about social media links and 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 where to find us on the internet and stuff like that, we'll get to that at the end of the show. But uh, I, we needed to start the show off in a bit of a more somber tone. Uh, because of what happened on Friday night when when the world was made aware of the passing of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, I think all of us, all of us who are, are fans of the pop culture world that we now live in, uh, were, were, were impacted and, and, and felt the, the pain of, of the loss of Chadwick Boseman. Uh, so I'm going to link up with Roger here in, in just a few minutes. And we're going we're gonna, to, for the first bit of the episode, we are going to talk about Chadwick uh, his contributions to, to film and to cinema, uh, you know, as, as short as it has been since he has become a movie star, uh, a profound impact in, in that in that short amount of time. Uh, so we're, we're going to talk a little bit about Chadwick, uh, and then we'll kind of start the show over again, almost in in, in a sense, and uh, we'll get into some some more fun topics for for the day, uh, including uh, reviewing uh, probably a spoiler filled review for Bill and Ted Three: Bill and Ted Face the Music. Uh, I think it's going to be a fun conversation. Roger and I were, were really excited to talk about the film. Um, and and we're excited to talk about Chadwick Boseman, too. It's just uh, such unfortunate, tragic circumstances uh, in, with, with with which we have to talk about the man and, and all he's, he did. Uh, in, with, in regards to this podcast, within the confines of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, his contributions will be felt forever. And... Um, yeah, so again, it's going to be a little bit of a different show because we, we do have to have a bit of a more somber tone to show our our deep felt heartfelt condolences uh, for the loss of, of Chadwick Boseman, and you know, not that his friends and family are listening to this podcast by any means, but uh, you know, we goof around in the show quite a bit, but this is a time to be serious and, and respectful uh, because the man, again, he contributed so much, and he he brought to life a character uh, that galvanize a generation of, of young people uh, into in, in seeing something they hadn't seen before, which was uh, a, a, a black man as a superhero saving the world, doing all the things that is, uh, white super, superheroes and white fans of superheroes have seen forever and ever and ever. And, and Chadwick Boseman helped change the game uh, uh, for in- inclusivity in the superhero world. So, yeah, it's it's going to be a little bit more uh, somber and, and respectful tone here at the beginning of the show, but... Uh, you know, um, you know me. I'm I'm a bit of a clown. So we when, once once we uh, finish our conversation about about Mr. Bozeman, it it will sort of become a normal Tomcast podcast with uh, goofiness to the extreme and uh, lots of uh, irresponsible and and tasteless jokes, mostly at my own expense. Uh, 
All right, so I'll link up with Roger now, and we'll see you guys. I'll talk to you guys on the other side. So buckle up, hold on to your butts, and buckle up again. Enjoy the conversation. Thanks for listening. Evacuate the city. Engage all defenses. And get this man a shield. All right, joining me now to discuss uh, the the heartbreaking news about Chadwick Boseman, uh, here's Jedi Raj himself. Roger, um, the news happened on Friday night. I it, maybe, yeah. maybe it's a bit of an overstatement, but I don't. In a lot of ways, I don't think it was that the world was kind of shocked by this news. Yeah, definitely. How, how did you handle it? Were you able to process it? Uh, you were, were were you with your son? Did you have to talk to him about about this? No, actually, at the time, I think I was I was out with a friend. Uh, I was a bit pariah, um, so I was just getting drinks with my brother, and uh, you know we were just kind of kicking it, talking to people there, and then you know my friend sends me the picture over Instagram, and I I see it, and I'm like I'm in shock, you know? It's like what? No way! Like this has to be fake, right? So I started doing research and kind of found out that it wasn't, and I'm like, wow, this is this is crazy you know it's like it's nothing nothing anyone would have imagined really kind of came out of the blue so uh yeah definitely hit us uh you know kind of just had a brief conversation there with everyone i was with but yeah definitely was uh caught everyone by surprise most people didn't even know you know yeah uh much like yourself i I was i was having dinner when my phone started going crazy and you know like you i sort of you know I've, i've seen these things on the internet before you know, where, yeah. oh, someone's passed away, let's all comment on it, and then it turns out it's not true because no one bothered to verify any of the reports. Uh, sure. So I, I did exactly what you did. I, I started, I, I hopped on the internet and I started looking for, for, you know, some, like, actual facts, I suppose. Yeah. Or at least, like, some kind of double confirmation or whatever mm-hmm. of, of what was being yeah. reported. Uh, and it blew me away. I mean, yeah, I, 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 I shortly after I started searching around, the, the, the Bozeman family came out and, and you know, kind of confirmed everything and, and, and helped kind of give us more information. And I mean, it, it was uh, shocking to, to me to learn yeah. that, that he was fighting colon cancer for the last four years. Yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. It caught me by surprise too. Yeah. Unbelievably tragic. And, and uh, you know, clearly, you know, if you look at the, t- if you kind of follow the timeline, I mean, his diagnosis must've came shortly after Black Panther was at least at the very least released into the theaters which would tell me that he was yeah. filming actively as Black Panther in, in those Avengers movies uh, during, you know, his, his treatments and, and, and around his surgery schedules and stuff like that, which is just, it shows the man's dedication to, to, to being that character. Yeah, definitely. Uh, just, yeah, just unbelievably sad and, and, and tragic news. Um, we, you know, we you know obviously for the for the contexts of this podcast, uh, you know Chadwick will forever be our Black Panther, our T'Challa. Yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. but his his body of work is is impressive beyond yeah. being Black Panther. You know, we we talked about forty two on the podcast during mm-hmm. our baseball show where he played Jackie Robinson. Uh, he did, uh, he did really fantastic as a in a Get On Up the James Brown movie. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he, he did a really str- – and I've heard really good things about his portrayal of Thurgood Marshall. and I mean, just a really dedicated actor. I mean, so many stories have kind of come out uh, uh, since his passing, and it just seems like he was a really wonderful, nice man as well. Yeah, totally. And, you know, I, 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 don't, I don't have 
a ton to get into because it is so sad. And and you know, I we we I I think I think I can speak for you. We never met the man. Yeah. <laughs> but it is nice to hear that that so many people will speak so fondly of him, and 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 yeah. tell tell such wonderful stories about him <laughs> that, uh, you know, it it. It, it luckily doesn't happen that often anymore, but you used to hear that, you know, an actor would pass away and you'd find out they're a real scumbag behind the scenes or something like that, you know? Or they, yeah. You know, they had like 14 uh, children scattered across the country or some some <laughs> kind of thing like that. Yeah. But it seemed like Chad, Chadwick was, was you know, a, a really good family guy, a really good person in over, over in general, and, and obviously extremely private since this news had not come yeah. out at all. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the fact that, you know, that, that was the first I heard of anything, you know, we never knew of any sickness or anything at all that he was going through. So, I mean, it's just crazy to think with all the stuff he was doing in the background and, you know, it kind of, it makes you wonder like how much people knew, like, especially in terms of like Marvel stuff, like moving forward, if they knew that he was struggling with this and that there was that possibility that he wouldn't make it, you know, what, what decisions were being made there with regards to that. And, it's just crazy to think that like all this stuff was happening behind the scenes and we had no idea. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've heard people come out and say ne- now kind of looking back at, um, he was in the recently released Netflix movie, the Spike Lee movie, uh, the five bloods. Uh, oh. people have kind of looking back at it, it was like, well, he was a little smaller than, than I, you know, he was in black Panther, but that could have just been, uh, an actor's choice at this point. But now we, we know that maybe sure. the, with a little bit more context, and maybe there were some some medical things happening even at that point uh, when he's working with Spike. Yeah. And again, I mean, that movie just came out, so I mean, th- this guy was working up to the end. I mean, just de- just mm-hmm. completely dedicated to his craft, and and I'm sure it was in- extremely enthusiastic to work with 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 Spike Lee and 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 make that film. Yeah, definitely. Um, what else did I want? Uh, oh, you know what? I guess I, I kind of said it in, in the introduction to the show, but uh, again, like Chadwick's legacy, I think will will be in pop culture forever, and rightly so. Uh, you know, he he did something for for a, a group of people that we hadn't seen to this point. Like uh, he he showed, he, I mean, he was a star of a of a black centric superhero movie. We had never yeah. seen anything like it, and the people responded to it, and not just not just black people who rightly responded to it. But I, I think a lot of us, we all responded to it, and we're like, "Man, that is so cool to see. Why can't we see more movies like this? This is amazing." Yeah, definitely. I mean, he was definitely the uh, kind of the uh, you know black superhero of our time. You know, I mean, we, we've had you know characters like Blade before, you mm-hmm. know, that we talk about and that we love these movies. But of this generation, he was the forefront uh, lead black actor. That was the superhero that we could you know, get behind, you know, yeah. and it was just, he, he portrayed the character so well and the movie was great. So yeah, it's, it's just a real tragedy to, to have lost him in that regard. Yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I, I think it's kind of hammer home your point. I mean, yeah, to see Black Panther on that type of, of scale, you know, yeah. big major budget, big studio movie, you know, not like some little side thing that the, the studio just kind of did off over it's like oh here here's black panther to shut some people up no 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 this was like yeah. a centerpiece of of i think it was was it was it phase three of marvel i think so yeah i mean like this was a big big time movie that that the studio was behind a hundred percent they wanted this thing to happen they wanted it to be good you know and they assembled a great team to be behind the scenes they assembled a great team in front of the camera 
Uh, yeah. And, and again, obviously, like Chadwick was a huge part of that, and and uh, seeing his his castmates from Black Panther kind of come out and, and eulogize him on social media and stuff like that's been just uh, 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 just heartbreaking, but also wonderful to read the the again the kind nice words that everyone has to say about him, which is uh, yeah. really really touching. I I, I don't sure. want to. Yeah, I don't want I don't want to go on too long about this because uh, uh, being somber and serious is is not what we do best. <laughs> yeah. So we're you know, uh, I I do I do want to kind of. I guess we'll kind of turn the page a little bit here and 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 talk about mm-hmm. Black Panther moving forward. I mean, obviously yeah. we don't know anything. Nothing's happening as far as as, as as far as the next phase of Marvel movies is going because nobody can film anything. Um, sure. I guess I, 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 we will dare to speculate on the future of yeah. Black Panther, and I just wonder, what do you think Marvel will do? You know, it's hard to say because there were, you know, rumors a while back that the focus was actually going to be put more on Shuri, mm-hmm. um, and kind of taking over that Black Panther persona, and. You know, part of that makes me wonder if they knew that far back and that decision was made due to the fact that, you know, they weren't sure what would the future with Chadwick Boseman would have been. So, you know, definitely, I think that's that's one viable path that they could take. Um, but, yeah, I, I really don't know what, what, the, uh, what the best or the most tactful way of approaching, you know, passing the torch in that sense, mm-hmm. you know, like what's going to happen to his character? Are they just going to kind of have him be like, Oh, you know, he's busy doing this other thing right now or stuff happened in the background. And now it's this different character. It's hard to say. And it's kind of hard to judge what the best way about that is, but well, obviously yeah, that's, that's yeah. one thing. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's far too soon, but uh, much like you, when I, when I, when I allowed myself to, to kind of think down this road, uh, the, I think yeah. the Shuri transition, the transition to Shuri as a black Panther Makes the most sense. It is comic book lore. It 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 is in the yeah. books. It it has happened. It is a thing. Uh, I I but I, reading a tribute that Ryan Coogler put out today, I, I do wonder if they had hoped that Chad, Chadwick would have been there to do the, the torch passing himself. You know, yeah. if you kind of read between the lines, like I definitely got the impression that like they 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 knew, but I don't think they knew it was this soon. That that could possibly sure. end this soon, this early. Um, it's it, again, and that's speculation. That's and that's. I don't mean to be wildly irresponsible, because I, I I I'm only I'm trying to read between lines that I have no right to read between the lines on. So, <laughs> sure, sure. But to Chadwick Boseman, we we say we, we we say thank you, sir, so much for for what you've contributed to this this pop culture world that we love so very very much, and uh, mm-hmm. your legacy is uh, assured in it. Like, you will never be forgotten for what you've contributed. Yep, and so uh, so we give uh, our our king King T'Challa, the Black Panther, uh, a, a a moment of silence before uh, we, yeah. we we transition to the new show. Rest in power, sir. Yes. I'm sorry about your father. He seemed a good man. With a dutiful son. Vengeance has consumed you. It's consuming them. 
Don't let it get consumed me. Justice will come soon enough. Tell that to the dead. The living are not done with you yet. Bill S. Preston Esquire and Ted Theodore Logan. Gentlemen, I'm here to help you with your history report. What? How? Whoa! Oh, I hate that part. Bill. What? Strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Welcome back to the TomCast Podcast, issue 111. We are now here to discuss the recently, recently released on video on demand or the movie theaters, depending on which cup of tea you prefer to drink from the most, <laughs> Bill and Ted face the music. Yes. Roger, how did you prefer to see this film? Uh, you know, I ended up just, I, I just went for it and bought the movie. I mean, I got it off Google. Uh, it was like 20 bucks to rent and like 25 to buy. And I'm like, I'm already spending the money. Five bucks more, that's like what? Some popcorn? I'll just grab a beer instead. I'm good. Yeah. Five, <laughs> so, five bucks more. I, I just uh, five, did that. Yeah. yeah. For, for, for an extra five bucks, you can watch it as many times as you want. You know, 20 bucks for like what? A 24 to 40 hour, yep. 40 hour window? <laughs> no, thanks. I did the same yeah. thing. I did the same exact thing. Uh, and uh, it was, I thought it was well worth it. But before yeah. before we dive in, Roger, we do have our contractually obligated beverage announcement section. What are you drinking today, Mon Frere? Well, today, uh, since I was at Pariah a couple times this past week, I uh, decided to pick up their new cans of Don't Go In There, That's a Spook House. That's their uh, latest double uh, IPA. It's a hazy double IPA um, brewed with... Uh, I can't even pronounce this. Malvasia Bianca and Chardonnay juice. So it's uh, Nelson and Simcoe are the main hops in this one. It's coming in at, what is it, eight, 8.1%. And it's really friggin' good. <laughs> nice. That's good to hear. I, I have a can of that as well. I was looking forward to trying it. I'm always a little, not, Leary's not the right word, but I, I get, I'm always a little cautious when it comes to those those beers that are starting to mix in like wine juices and things like that. Sure. I've had some to go. Yeah, some yeah. are great. Some are, yeah. 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 No, I get you on that. This one though, it's, I mean, like everything in pride, it, it's very balanced. There's, there's no one flavor that's just kicking you in the face and just overbearing. Uh, it's really well done. Uh, my brother's a huge fan of this one already. Nice. Um, yeah, we were just drinking this one and we're like, yeah, that's a winner. Another win from pariah, but, uh, not surprising. Definitely. Very but, good. Uh, really good one. Very excited about this one. You you may have inspired me to to open that tonight as well, uh, because yeah, it's always good to hear her thumbs up from a trusted source like Roger. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I, I'm really liking this one. Uh, just super easy drinking, for, especially for double IPA. Well, and and like you said, I mean, uh, our, our, we're we're friends with Brian over there at Pariah, and we know that dude, and uh, he is really good at finding flavors that really kind of play off each other and, and complement each mm-hmm. other that, like you said, don't overpower, don't you know, blow out your palate necessarily or anything along those lines. 
I mean, yeah. he could if he wanted to, but but oh, yeah. he, he likes that, <laughs> he has the power too. Yeah, he likes that complimentary <laughs> sort of sort of uh, melange in in his beers, which is re- really nice For and refreshing. Sure. Uh, I'm drinking <laughs> something from uh, from the Los Angeleses. There's a there's a oh, hand, okay. there's a handful of LA breweries that I enjoy, and this is one of them. This is uh, from Smog City Brewing in uh, where are they? Are they in Torrance, something like that. I don't know if it's Torrance or not. <laughs> yeah, I definitely hit him up last time I was up there. It's been a while, though. I can't remember exactly where yeah, we were. there it is. Proudly brewed in Torrance, California. There it is. They're right at the 405. Oh, I mean, if you're sitting in traffic and you're like, fuck this, just go to Smog City. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. <laughs> yeah, that, that's that's how I discovered them a couple years ago. I was like, um, I'm stuck in traffic. I can't move. I guess I have time to Google where the nearest brewery is. Uh, and so uh, they, have a, they have a new... Uh, sort of a experimental IPA series, and this is the first release from it. This is called a Dynamic Pressure IPA. It's brewed right. with Strata, Citra, and Seven Seas, which I don't know what that is because I was like, is that is that a specific hop or is that seven different hops with seas in it? And I couldn't think <laughs> of, I couldn't think of Seven Sea hops, and the fact they listed Citra as one of the hops confused me even more. So I don't yeah. know what it is. <laughs> but it's, you like it well you know i was thinking about it too the other the other thought i had was and let me know if i'm crazy here but don't when hops are experimental don't they start with a c like ct blah 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 or something like that they definitely start with a letter it's yeah. usually like letter and number kind of combo that was the only um, thing i could think of that made sense for seven possible. yeah we'll, we'll pretend that's what it is and that i know what i'm talking about <laughs> <laughs> But uh, it's a it's a really nice, uh, just a classic West Coast IPA. It's it's hop forward, but it's it's one of some of these more mellow hops where like there's just a a, a lingering kiss of bitterness on the palate. Yeah. But a really easy to drink, really flavorful. Some tropical notes, a hint of pine. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I was pretty impressed with this one. I, I was like, man, this is, uh, uh, you know, and you, we don't get a ton of Smog City down here in San Diego, but when when I find it, I do. I am curious. Yeah, for sure. That's cool. All right, yeah, I'm enjoying this one. I recommend it if you get a chance. To, if you see it, it's got a weird uh, boat slash zeppelin thing going on in the label. I don't know if you can see that, Roger. Uh, and if anyone wants to see kind what I'm it. talking about, you can go onto the Hoptology uh, Instagram page and find it. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah, I think you did post it. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so let's get into Bill and Ted face the music. All right, we, all right. Keanu Reeves returns. Alex Winter returns. A handful of cameos of the original cast. Uh, you know, we have the, yeah. the original Missy shows up. <laughs> the Ted's original dad is back. Uh, who else was original? Was the brother the same guy too? No, I looked that up. It was not the same. I was pretty sure it wasn't. That, that, that brother is a guy who's now on Saturday Night Live. Oh, uh, okay. So he just kind of really looks the part. Yeah, but, I, you know, I did do a double take. I was like, wait, was the kid who was originally Ted's brother, did he grow up into a guy on Saturday Night Live? That's crazy. But no, no, no. That did not happen. <laughs> that is crazy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Uh, uh, let's see who else. As far as the original returning cast goes, I think that's it because it's it's new n- new princesses, and then, okay. and then obviously new daughters. Yeah, one of which is played by uh, uh, the Red Skull's niece. <laughs> so that's <laughs> interesting. Yeah, Samara Weaving plays uh, plays Ted's daughter, and yeah, that that would be the the, the niece of Hugo Weaving, aka Mister. Uh, what's his name in the Matrix? Agent Smith. Agent Smith. There it is. Thank you, Raj. Jesus. <laughs> it's one I have to remember, just given the name. <laughs> That's a really good point. I didn't think about that. 
<laughs> yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were giving that to me as a as a funny one, but okay, yeah, that works. <laughs> well, un- unintentionally funny. I, I unintentionally set you up with a, with a funny one. There you go. But, awesome. Uh, but perhaps, and, uh, of course, we have death. Also, I was going to say most importantly, we have, we have William Sadler returning to the to play the Grim Reaper, death himself, yes. the, the 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 master of slap at the base. <laughs> yes. And in case anyone's curious, if you didn't know, this this movie is uh, written by the same guys who wrote the first two, Ed Solomon and Chris Matheson. Come back. They they kind of are closing out the the Bill and Ted uh, story. In, in this third film, yeah. which is uh, directed by Dean Pariseau, who hardcore nerds may, may know as the, the director of Galaxy Quest, one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> nice. So so it really it was really cool when I found out that Dean Pariseau was going was to direct this. I got kind of more excited about it than I initially was. I, I get really <laughs> leery sometimes when, when, when actors decide to go back to a, a, a series they left, you know, a while uh-huh. back, and it's like, oh man, are they just going back to the well? Are they just looking for like a nostalgia payday kind of thing. Like, what are we doing here? But, yeah, you know, by all accounts, Keanu and Alex were, were kind of just all in. Like, if the story makes sense, like, yeah, we'll come back and do Bill and Ted 3. Let's just make it work. And, yeah, I think they've been about it for a while, for sure. Oh, man, I feel like they've been talking about doing a Bill and Ted 3 uh, for almost 20 years. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, these, these rumors have been getting kicked around uh, for, for a while. So uh, let me ask you the question. Right, we'll, we'll we'll just kind of cut to the chase right away. What did you yeah. think about the movie? You know, I definitely enjoyed it. You know, it's it's hard to compare it to the originals because it was just you know in a different time. It was something kind of just fun and unique for when it came out, and now it's kind of just like a completely different thing. So, so I wouldn't put it up against the originals in that regard. So just kind of as a standalone thing, just as a, as a sequel to the series, finishing up the story, uh, everything, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like a fun ride. Um, you know, it was, it was enjoyable throughout the entire thing. Definitely some fun uh, appearances. And, you know, it was kind of similar formula, but not overly retreading the same ground, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was really cool. Yeah, I agree with you. It was, it, it was, uh, it was a really fun movie to watch. Um, yeah. By the way, I should mention really quickly that uh, uh, it's Bridget Lundy Payne who plays Bill's daughter, Billy. Uh, we we, we named most okay. of the cast, but I, I kind of skipped her for some reason. I apologize. <laughs> no worries. <laughs> uh, so, uh, what, excuse me, before I cut myself off, what I was trying to say was it was <laughs> it, it is it is a fun movie on its own. It doesn't rely too heavily on its own nostalgia. Like, I don't think it is... Mm-hmm pandering to like the fans who grew up with these movies like 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 we did necessarily like it's it's there yeah. for us but it also has enough that you know if you're, maybe you've heard of Bill and Ted you could probably watch this movie and, and recognize what's going on figure out what's happening here yeah yeah i think it does a good job of kind of like explaining you know what happened before just a quick recap and then kind of picking up where everything left off yeah, and you know, not not that it's a movie like that that's heavy with narration, uh, but I did think it was a, a smart choice to have uh, Billy and Thea kind of be the narrators, kind of open the film with like these are our dads and this is their story kind of thing. Yeah. Which, by the way, I, I, I was... I'm sorry, I'm gonna cut you off, Roger, because I need need to put out the spoiler alert real quick. <laughs> <laughs> so, spoiler alert: we're gonna talk about the movie. I already did, but. Just be warned. 
Yeah, red alert is officially on. Yes. Sorry, Roger. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, though. Oh, no, no. That, that, I don't think I said anything of importance. <laughs> <laughs> well, neither do I. I mean, this, is, this whole podcast is nothing important. I mean, don't worry. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, continue. That's fine. I don't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, my first observation was, because we, uh, we, we, we opened the film... Uh, we catch up with Bill and Ted getting ready to do a musical number <laughs> at Missy's third wedding <laughs> now to Ted's brother after yeah. after she divorces uh, Bill. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. After she divorces Ted's dad, she marries yeah. Bill's dad, and now she's marrying Bill's brother. <laughs> Do I yeah. get that right? Uh think so yes and it i did double check it is the original actress playing missy so i thought that was pretty fun mm-hmm. um and i guess we find it we, we we learned very quickly from the introduction that our that that billy and thea gave us that uh bill and ted have not yet written the song that will unite the world and save the future yeah surprise surprise <laughs> uh so so we, we kind of catch up with our heroes um I think it's fair to say that since we last saw them in, in Bogus Journey, the the pressure of fulfilling their destiny has gotten to them. Yeah. As as they whip out one of the craziest <laughs> songs <laughs> I've heard in a while. It begins with... Uh... <laughs> I can't even talk about it. It begins with Ted throat singing. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm mixed up. It's Bill doing the throat singing. And, and Ted, yeah, Ted's on theremin. Ted's on the theremin. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I yeah, I kind of lost it after that. At that point, <laughs> as yeah. as everyone gathers around them and looks on in complete and ab- absolute horror at the music being <laughs> being played, and uh, it's not long before uh, Ted breaks out bagpipes and a trumpet <laughs> and yeah, many other musical instruments that uh, <laughs> just are not cohesive. Yep. <laughs> Which, by the way, it was pretty cool, though. It was no, it was a really fun scene, and like I said, it, it kind of shows where our where our heroes are in in their journey to fulfill this destiny. They are cracking under the pressure. Yeah, because as, as um, we should also also mention that in that narration, uh, Billy and Thea catch us up on the fact that the Wild Stallions, despite appearing to have achieved success at the end of Bogus Journey, it all quickly went mm-hmm. downhill as we are kind of as they thought they had found the song. But they did not find the song, yeah. and and yeah, uh, it, it was interesting. I I had so many questions about what what kind of track this movie was gonna was gonna take. Um, yeah, I think we all knew though that it had to be they they were not gonna be successful. <laughs> yeah, I mean it, it kind of you know that was like the one thing coming off of you know bogus journey that like the ending for that one kind of set up like future like newspaper and magazine articles and all this stuff. And it just kind of made it seem like, oh, yeah, everything was great. Like, and they lived happily ever after kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So just the, the, the premise of this movie kind of really had to be like, but it didn't happen. <laughs> you know? So a lot of things from the ending of Bogus Journey kind of had to be uh, messed around with in a little, uh, a little, little bit, you know? Yeah, I, I, I agree. Um, another observation that I had about the film, uh, at least, especially from this first scene, was like, was like wow. This wedding is happening in the greenest version of San Dimas I've ever seen. <laughs> right. I don't know when the last time you were in San Dimas was. 
Green is not one of their is not on the color palette there very much. Nope, usually not. Bit arid. <laughs> <laughs> I think the water park's still there though, don't you think? Oh, uh, I hope so. Yeah, I don't know. Probably not in service right now, but <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm definitely not going to a water park anytime soon. <laughs> There's enough bacteria in that pool before COVID came around. Come on. This is true. <laughs> but it turns out the movie uh, is not filmed in California at all. It was actually filmed in Louisiana, where many movies are filmed nowadays. Including, Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah, including James and Bob Reboot. So there, there you go. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Louisiana. Movie capital of the world right now, apparently. Nice. Uh, so, I tried to keep up with, with some linear notes for the movie, but, you know, you, you give up on that at a certain point. <laughs> It, it, it is time travel. Time travel is not linear by nature, so I think you're fine. Well, you know what? That's an interesting thing to talk about because, uh, you know, when we do – again, our heroes are struggling. That, that's where we find them at the beginning of the movie. After the, after the wedding scene, you know, Bill and Ted are, are, are kind of like discussing, and it sounds like Ted is done. He's preparing to sell his guitar and, and, and contribute financially to his, his family and, and things of that mm-hmm. nature. We're also introduced to the daughters at this point who we find out are, are – um, I don't know the, the right word, but like, I mean, they're like music file, music file, music, music, musical files. I don't, I don't, they're like really, yeah. there's massive students of the entire history of music, basically. I mean, they know so much. Yeah. I thought that was an interesting uh, take for them because it wasn't like, I was, I, I wondered, you know, as soon as we knew there was going to be daughters in the movie, I, I wondered what their role was going to be. And I wasn't oh. sure if it was going to be like, oh, are they musicians too? And they're going to kind of complete the band with their with their with their dads, and that's going to be what oh. it takes to kind of succeed and get the song. Uh, but the movie does a really nice job of kind of, of, kind of shifting the prophecy around. Mm-hmm. But we won't get that till that till the end. <laughs> like yeah. right right now, we're we're still we're still Bill and Ted still think they have to write the song, but now they get put on the clock because they get taken to the future once again. They meet up with the, uh, I don't know what you want to call them, the mysterious council of futuristic people. <laughs> what did he call them? Elder dudes or something? The elder dudes. Yeah, and it it was so funny to see them they go straight to their old shtick. You know, like the, yeah. the be excellent to each other and, and party, party on. on <laughs> and the, the, the council is not having it this time. They're like, no, you guys haven't written, nope. written the song yet. You guys are in big trouble, big fucking trouble. Because now, I guess, in the future, they're able to monitor the, the time distortions and all these different things are happening. Because that is, that's one thing we didn't mention yet, that time is folding in on itself. And yeah. Babe Ruth is crossing the Delaware instead of George Washington and, and uh, George Washington's getting hit by a pitch from Ty Cobb or something. I don't, you know, it, it's a, it's all crazy. So you see, you yeah. see people kind of like popping in and out of scenes in the background as, 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 <laughs> yeah. as it's kind of like time distortion is happening around all of our characters. Yep. I thought it was fun and interesting because I, I guess I was a tad nervous at first uh, because the characters were so quick to go to their shtick. You know the the yeah. be, you know be be excellent to each other. So of course they get access to a time machine because they're in the future, and we get a wonderful little cameo from from George Carlin. Yeah, that was cool. That was really cool to see see Rufus pop up, even if it was as like a little hologram image. Sure. But the phone booth, we get the phone booth. Yeah, <laughs> that was super cool. It was super cool to see the phone booth. So they hijacked the phone booth because 
it's a phone booth. <laughs> and that that's Bill and Ted. <laughs> Bill and Ted ride the phone booth. That's what they do. Yep. And, and they, they and again, they kind of go to their old ways. They're like, well, we can't figure this out, so we're going to go into the future and, and steal our own idea from ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Not really realizing the futility that that's going to take and, and kind of like the, the this darker timeline that they come across for themselves in the process. Yeah. Which I thought was really an interesting idea. You know, Bill and Ted have been foiled by evil Bill and Ted's before, but not oh. quite to this this manner. It was pretty interesting to see this... Uh, uh, as we find out there that their wives are going to leave them and all these other, other other dark things are in store for our heroes. Yeah, yeah. It was cool that it took that approach just in the sense that it was like, this is what the future is if everything in this time stays the same kind of thing. Right. So it's not necessarily the one future that's supposed to happen. It's this is the future if you don't do what you're supposed to do kind of thing. Yeah, you know, unlike the original films where, you know, everyone, again, for a... a the, the almost the, the entire history of cinema uh you know we've all thought of time as a, as a one single line and when you make a change to it you've altered that timeline and therefore yeah you, you know history and everything else blah 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 like the whole you know like we talked about with avengers i mean like the back to the future kind of methodology of it here this sure. is the, this is the first time bill and ted's kind of sort of incorporating like the multiversal theories in in, in uh -huh. some interesting ways but but without trying to bog you down into like, into, like taking a physics lesson <laughs> yeah i love how they just like they're constantly explaining it in deeper terms but like it's just so over your head that you're like okay nobody actually understands what they're talking about so you don't feel like you're actually lost it's just funny yeah i mean bill and ted are, are definitely our our uh are, they're they're definitely the audience when it comes to some of those conversations yeah. <laughs> where the information is just, just flying <laughs> over their heads because that's what i was like too. i was like i, I don't i don't know yeah <laughs> it, it could be all of these things yeah, it could be. <laughs> uh, but so, so our, so our, our heroes are again. They they kind of go off and do the thing that they do, which is like go into the future to try and find the solution that they need to solve the problem because that's what they've done mm -hmm. in the first two movies. Yeah. Well, okay. They don't go into the future in the first movie. They go into the past. But you know what I mean. You know what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and meanwhile, the daughters uh, encounter uh, Kristen Shaw, who I started. I don't think I wrote down her name, but she's playing Rufus's daughter. Yeah. And uh, they take her time machine, which is very futuristic and fancy. Uh, yeah. So, like, in a sense, there was, like, sort of, like, this digital versus analog kind of thing going on, which is, like, the, you know, the old <laughs> generations in the old phone booth, and then, like, the young, the new generations in, like, the, the crazy high-tech spinny time machine vortexy device. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, I kind of like that that whole thing. I was like, oh, that's – I get that. The generations is all different, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Again, the, the echoes of familiarity in all of it just – Really yeah. sweet, though. Really sweetly done. And the, the girls are, decide they're going to go help their dads. Yeah. By assembling the greatest band in the history of the world. Because it clearly... <laughs> this is cool. Because, because they believe their dads. I mean, there's a whole big thing uh, about, you know, Bill... Uh, I'm sorry, Ted's dad in particular does not believe anything that they say has ever happened. They've never time traveled through time. They've never gone to hell. They are not destined to write some amazing song because all their songs have been so bad for so long. <laughs> uh, but the, the the daughters totally believe all of it, so uh -huh. there, there's no doubt in their mind that their dads have the song and they're it's gonna happen. Yeah. So they're like, well, we're gonna get the best band together for them to play the song. <laughs> yep. So I, I, again, the, the movie just has this this overarching 
kind of like sweet wholesomeness to it, like you know about family sure. and, and generational, you know, fam- fathers and daughters kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, uh, I don't know. What, what did you think of the band they assembled? It was definitely cool choices all around. Um, to be honest, like it, it got to like it started with, of course, Jimi Hendrix. Mm-hmm. If you're going to get a guitarist. Jimi Hendrix is a damn fine choice. Yes. <laughs> so that was pretty cool. But I like the how they, like, they just had a completely different approach than, like, you know, Bill and Ted did in the original, to where they were kind of more like, oh, you know, you're, uh, you want to come with us and join this band. <laughs> and, like, for the first time, somebody says, oh, no. <laughs> so it's yeah. like, huh. So they're actually facing, like, having to figure out, well, what if people say no, you know? So then they go back and then they get Louis Armstrong, right? <laughs> I thought that interaction was pretty cool. Yeah. That, that, I wonder if that choice lent itself because they were in Louisiana. They ended up having that access to some old uh, New oh, Orleans style. You know, that makes a ton of sense. I didn't even think about that, but I bet you're 100% right about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so they had that going on. And then they go back and get Mozart, right? Uh, Yes. Yes. Oh, one of my favorite scenes is is Jimmy yeah. and Mozart dueling. Uh, yeah, yes. guitar versus versus uh, piano. Was was it piano or harpsichord? I don't know what it was exactly. Harpsichord, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in, in the streets of Vienna, I thought that was amazing. I love that scene because Mozart's, yeah, Mozart's just getting so pissed. Rolls up, plugs in. <laughs> yeah, that was awesome. I and I, I did enjoy uh, Mozart just basically just yelling in German for most of the movie. That's pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like how they cut that. Uh, let's see. And then they had a Chinese flautist that who is, I wasn't familiar with, right? I was going to say the same thing. I was like, after Mozart, I became unfamiliar with the other choices. Yeah, these were just super deep cuts. And then, obviously, it looked like some super, like, early human drummer. <laughs> you know, like, very caveman era almost. Yeah, like playing, like, playing. Well, I don't know how they got that. But. Bones is drumsticks kind of situation there, but uh, could could keep a beat really well. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, okay, I'll I'll take it. I guess they were the best drummer of all time. <laughs> so, uh, because of of time folding in on itself, we also get who uh, I forgive me if, if I have his name wrong. I don't think I, it's like the one thing I didn't write down it was uh like DJ Cuddy or MC Cuddy. Uh, Kid Cudi, yeah. Kid Cudi. He's, uh, he, he's a pretty popular dude. <laughs> okay, so I'm glad you're here to tell me these things, because I had no fucking clue who that was. Yeah, no, he, he's kind of more of a, a modern, like, kind of hip-hop style uh, stuff. But, yeah, his I, I like a few of his songs. It's pretty cool. But I I didn't know that he would be into doing a movie like this, which is really cool to see. Yeah, uh, so <laughs> so he, he kind of pops in and out of the movie for a little while at first before kind of, like, joining the band, basically. Um, yeah. But he, he's also our, like, physics, <laughs> temporal <laughs> mechanics expert as well, which is pretty yeah, funny and interesting, too. <laughs> yeah, I love that aspect. Especially as he's kind of, like, explaining things to Bill and Ted, and they're just staring at him, like, slack-jawed and, and like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it was really cool to just have him there as kind of, you know, your, your deus ex machina of, like, oh, yeah, this is what you guys need to do. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, so... Uh, a, a fun band, but let's kind of shift back yeah. to our to our heroes uh, because there's there's another scene that maybe it's just me, but I thought it was I thought it was really funny. I loved it when they go to couples counseling 
but it's two yeah. couples in couples counseling. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Bill and Ted can't do sense. anything apart. <laughs> the the yeah, the whole thing with like they they couldn't say I love you. It was always like we love you. And then like Yeah. Bill and I want you to know how much we love you. I and Bill love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was pretty good. I, I really enjoyed the, the different takes. I, I thought that was kind of uh, Alex and Keanu uh, just uh, having, I would imagine, way too much fun with <laughs> mangling <laughs> English vocabulary. Sure. Yeah. Sentence structure be damned. <laughs> that was too good. I loved it. That was a fun scene. Uh, let me uh, let me kind of uh, again. Let me shift gears a little bit too. What? Did, how did you? Uh, how did you find the portrayals uh, of Bill and Ted from our actors who haven't played these roles in a little while? What do you think? I thought, I think Bill was still spot on for the most part. He still kind of had that like optimistic energy about him. I feel like Ted's character was definitely, like he says, tired. But, um, you know, kind of on purpose, I, I feel like, you know, number one, Keanu is kind of like definitely more serious actor for the most part these days. Yeah. But uh, trying to, you know, find that same, like just like spaced out kind of character, it was mostly there. I just feel like either I, I want to give it to him and that he was trying to play it a little differently because he's definitely like the first one that's kind of like, you know, like he literally says, yeah, you know, I'm tired, dude. Like, <laughs> like he's kind of just, he's over it. And you can tell that that's kind of his personality now. Yeah. I, I thought what, what Keanu was doing with, with Ted was, was really uh, interesting uh, because, and I, I think it was important that he he kind of plays Ted that way because uh, you you do kind of want to see that they are a little world weary and a little frustrated by you know they had success at the end of Bogus Journey and it all comes crashing down and they're they've been just trying to do this thing for the last twenty five years and they can't do it you know even though like yeah. the, the the prophecy is, is you know is that they is that they will and I think it's it's yeah. worn him out and I I think it plays nicely against Bridget Lundy Payne playing Billy, his daughter, uh, because her energy is very much like Bill in the first movie. She's kind of like bouncing around the screen and kind of just like blown away by everything. I, I, I think she does yeah. a really good job of kind of like assuming a lot of those Bill care. I'm sorry, those Ted characteristics. Mm -hmm. um, I, I, I'm getting so fucking mixed up on all the names because of all the... Yeah. <laughs> I hopefully everyone understands what I'm trying to say. I hope so. <laughs> it's tough, yeah, just with the opposite names. Yeah, and, uh, like the Bill and the Billy and the Ted, the Ted and the Thea. It's like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> I'm, gonna have, <laughs> I'm gonna have to post a flow chart to go along with the episode. <laughs> uh, but yeah, because because of the energy that that she was bringing to to Billy, uh, I I thought a more a more kind of like dour uh, Ted was was kind of appropriate uh, and and. I don't want to say Keanu played him stiff, but he 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 kind of played him like again. I think you were right. I think tired might be the best way to say it. Yeah, yeah, like you're saying, a little more world weary. Like definitely, he he's the one that's ready to give up the band. You know, yeah. like before everything happens, he's like, yeah, dude, I I'm gonna sell the guitar, that whole thing, and you know, he, his character is now different. You know, he's kind of coming to his realization, like maybe they were wrong. You know, <laughs> maybe we don't actually do the song. Yeah, uh, so let's let's kind of follow them on their journey now because uh, we talked about the, about the, about Billy and Thea getting the band together. Let's talk about Bill yeah. and Ted going in, into the future because they're they're trying to rip themselves off. 
you know, they don't want to do the hard work and actually come up with the song. <laughs> so they want to go, they start, they go, they yeah. go two years into the future and then five years into the future. But what we're seeing is they're, they're encountering Bill and Ted's who hate them because yeah. they couldn't do what they were supposed to do and it ruined their lives. Their wives left them, <laughs> their their daughters don't talk to them anymore. And uh, again, it's like, it's kind of, it's sort of like that, that darkest timeline. And yeah. uh, particularly with, with uh with with keanu and his ted uh just kind of slowly putting on more and more weight as he's going <laughs> further and further into the future yeah uh and then we get to was it was it the five years or was it when they go 10 years and they find them at the big mansion <laughs> uh, i think that was the five okay because the two two was they were still they're playing a taco like, tuesday yeah they're playing like a taco <laughs> tuesday at, at like the, the the radisson or something um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I the scene in the mansion where where Bill and Ted are conning Bill and Ted into thinking they wrote the song, <laughs> and they're giving them a song from who the person who turns out to be Dave Grohl. Yes, <laughs> I thought that was a wonderful cameo, a wonderful scene. I love the fact that Bill and Ted were just trying to like pass somebody else's song off as a song that could save the world. Yeah, that was pretty good. I I loved that part honestly, just to see how they. It completely changed. And we get to hear uh, Keanu doing another British accent again, so that was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh my God, I wrote that down too. I was like, I, I, I wondered, is like, is this the first time he's done the British accent since Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula? <laughs> oh man, yeah. I hope so. I, I, I think it might be. I, and yeah. I, he might have gotten better. I, I couldn't swear to it. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, I'd have but, to put them side by side. Yeah, but Bill's British accent wasn't too much better, though. I thought it was so funny, the the explanation for why they were talking with British accents. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of good stuff in there, folks. I don't, We don't want to give away every joke in the movie. But, but, sure. but there's some good stuff in there for sure. So, yeah. and, and again, I, again, it, it, it just kind of rings true to the characters uh, that mm-hmm. they're, they're just trying to take shortcuts again to, to kind of do what they have to do. But I yeah. love that this time they're trying to take these shortcuts and it's not working out for them at all. Yeah, I, I thought that was uh, was really nice. I was I was worried they might kind of like lean on that too much, you know, to to be the, the the means with which they achieve the goal. Yeah, but at the same time, what this movie does so wonderfully, I thought was 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 it changes the goal. It it changes. It <laughs> repurposes. It it reiterate uh, reinterprets the sort of prophecy of the chosen ones and, and the uniting of the world kind of thing. And, and yeah. we'll, we'll get to that as we get to the climax of the film. Uh, but you, you, you do kind of get hints of that as the movie's moving forward. You're, Cause you're like, why are they just constantly being roadblocked here? Like what's happening? Yeah. And uh, uh, we should also mention at this point that uh, in the future, the Supreme leader, I can't, I, I don't I forget what they called her. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> my notes weren't as good as I thought they were. I thought I had this all down. <laughs> She's played by Holland Taylor. I know that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but she decides that the, the other side of the prophecy, you know, that, that Rufus interpreted it wrong and that it's their deaths that will be what saves the future and saves the universe and, and the timeline and everything like that. So they uh, dis- yeah. dispatch another evil robot back in time, uh, this time to kill Bill and Ted if they don't come up with a song. Yeah. Uh, the, the robot, in case anyone cares besides me is played by anthony kerrigan <laughs> who's one yeah. of my favorites on one of my favorite shows he plays uh noho hank on barry on hbo 
<laughs> and NoHo Hank is one of the greatest characters in the history of television, just for the record. But you might know him, Raj, uh, for being yeah. Zaz in Gotham. Oh. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I didn't make it very far in Gotham, but uh, I, I saw that he was Zaz in that first season. <laughs> you know, I could see that, though. I could definitely see that. <laughs> but yeah, he plays... The, yeah, I didn't make it that far either. He plays the assassin <laughs> robot who we, we, we learn eventually is named uh, Dennis Caleb McCoy, which I thought was hilarious. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, I like. I like. It was a very specific name. <laughs> what, what? What would? I mean, if, you know, we've seen Bogus Journey. We've, we've seen Bill and Ted Roas before, and, and and things trying to kill them. But <laughs> yeah, what 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 would you would you think of this assassin robot from the future? <laughs> I mean, he looked kind of cool. I guess um, his character definitely changed throughout it. It was just funny because it just seemed like he kept making mistakes, and because of that, he kind of just became self aware. <laughs> so, like each time he messed up it kind of like just impacted him more and so he finally just broke and like no i can't do this anymore i'm sorry right yeah and the the main impetus of, of that is when he kills billy and thea and and jimmy hendrix and mozart and basically kills the entire band and it was like uh-oh because <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bill and ted he was expecting bill and ted but it wasn't bill and ted yep so he's not a very uh, accurate robot. <laughs> Many flaws in his programming. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> and then we get we get Bill and Ted. They go. They finally go further into the future. We see and they we we meet old Bill and Ted, like mm. in a in a in, a, in hospice not hospice necessarily, but like in a in a senior center at, at the very least. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know why, but I loved old Bill and Ted. Yeah. Grandpa Bill and Ted. Yeah, it's awesome. And this, this this scene's important too because when they arrive at the, the 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 old folks' home to visit their future selves in this old folks' home, this is when the uh, the old wives, their old wives, steal the time machine to take their wives on a journey that will show them that marrying Bill and Ted was the worst decision they ever made. <laughs> yeah. Which is which is kind of the impetus for the for the impending divorces and things like that. So it all kind of connects. It all kind of weaves itself together because we we hear about this like, oh, your older selves come back and take you on a journey through time to see how awful it's been to be married to us. Yeah, and you're like, well, how does that happen? And then you, I was like, oh, well, that's how it happens right there. That's when the the ladies disappear, and because we do we do encounter them. There's a lot of kind of jumping back and forth, and you know what we did? We kind of skipped. Yeah. We skipped Bill and Ted in prison. Oh, yeah, we did. <laughs> a, a scene uh, prominently featured in the trailers. Yeah. <laughs> but jacked up Bill and Ted. Angry. <laughs> Eventually beat the crap out of that robot. That was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. <laughs> but again, trying to pass off uh, things as, as a song that aren't a song. They had like a, a weird kind of chanting thing going on. And they're like, that's it. That's yeah. the song. Take it back. <laughs> because these 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 dark future villain heads are so desperate for them to uh, achieve success, so that they don't become these people that they'll pass anything off as a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was that was definitely a good part of the trailer, though. Yeah, and and as things have been going, though, uh, the robot is killing all the wrong people. He, he eventually kills Ted's dad and sends him to hell. <laughs> yep. And eventually Bill and Ted have to get the robot to kill them to send them to hell because that's they find out their daughters there and they have to go save their daughters. Which is how yeah, yeah. we get our reunion with death. <laughs> One thing I did think was funny though is how it's just like 
when he kills them, for some reason it sends them to hell. Like, either they were all bad people or, like, the laser just sends you straight to hell. <laughs> yeah, you know, I wondered about that too. If it was, if it wasn't for the fact that they explicitly said that uh, they they he killed them, uh, you know, yeah. I, I would have wondered. It's like, oh, were they just being sent to hell? <laughs> yeah, it's just a hell laser. <laughs> and you know, I, I I didn't I did not revisit. I rewatched Excellent Adventure a few months ago, uh, but I didn't get around to get watching Bogus Journey again. And I, I kind yeah. of sort of had forgotten that they got killed to go to hell. And I think at one point I just mixed it up and I thought they were using the phone booth again and they just dialed like six 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 or something and went to hell. <laughs> I, I think I think at some no. point that became like my memory of that of, of how that movie went. Yeah, <laughs> but obviously not because as I watched, I was like, oh wait, they were killed by those evil versions of themselves. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so they had to die again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I guess coming back is not a big deal because uh, they have their. Reunion with death. We find a little bit more about out about what happened to break up the wild stallions after Bogus Journey. Yeah, death got a little big for his britches. It sounded like <laughs> did some crazy solo albums. Yeah, I mean there was kind of like inklings to that at the end of Bogus Journey too, and it was funny that they kind of like made reference to it again because at the end of Bogus Journey there was a section where like the, the little articles say like oh you know uh, death goes off to do his own solo project right, right right but then later on he comes back and joins wild stallions again yeah that's right uh, yeah 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 i totally forgot about that you're right they had that whole thing where they were selling like rolling stone and spin magazine and all these things yeah together. Yeah, uh, yeah yeah i think rolling stone's the only one of those magazines that's probably still around anymore <laughs> <laughs> probably holy smokes uh yeah so we get we get a reunion they talk death into bringing them all back to life. They, you know, everyone comes back <laughs> to life pretty easily. <laughs> but hey, we need yep. them too pretty, because pretty they, you know, we didn't say it initially, <laughs> but again, our heroes are on a deadline. They have to be at MP forty six uh, at seven seventeen p.m. because that's when the event has to happen, or yeah, the future's gone. It's all kablooey. Yeah. Um, and I guess God, are we already to the to the climax? Are we there? Am I missing something? Uh, no, no. I think that's definitely getting to that part. Yeah, like they they just get back and yeah. I guess we're there. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> at, at this point, it's sort of the the convergence of all of our heroes. Um, because and this is where it starts to dawn on them that they have to. Uh, that that the prophecy is not what they thought it was, because old yeah. Bill and Ted give them that. That that uh, whatever that. What am I thinking of? Like a, a fucking drive, that little drive, like a USB drive or yeah, something. Yeah, <laughs> like whatever. Like the futuristic version of a USB drive is that's gonna have the song on it and it just says Preston Logan, and that's when it kind of clicks with Bill and Ted once they get back to life, and they're yeah. stuck on the freeway. <laughs> that uh, like oh wait, Preston Logan, Preston Logan, like that includes their daughters and and things like that. Yeah. So. Their daughters had formed this band. Now it's time to form to get the band together, and that's when we become become more aware of the 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 how the temporal distortion plays into into this entire movie. Yeah, which is like it's not so much that it's a specific song that's going to save everybody, but everyone playing it together across time. Yeah, and so using Billy and Thea's musical, just their their insane musical knowledge. They're able to compose something very, very quickly with with the greatest musicians throughout time, 
and yeah. and Bill and Ted and and the princesses go back uh, in. What was the word they used? Where they they split themselves up into like infinite versions of themselves to go into all the infinite timelines to to give <laughs> yeah. instruments to every single person in the, in the history of everything. Yeah, I uh, I don't remember exactly what was going on there. I was a few drinks in, and the words started getting long. <laughs> Temporal mechanics not your strong point after a beverage or two. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't time travel and drink. <laughs> <laughs> But again, uh, it, it, I, I thought it was really nice the way they sort of take the prophecy that we we know and in, in about Bill and Ted, and they kind of turn it on its ear a little bit, and they make this thing, and they actually achieve their goal finally, uh, because yeah. it's not what we thought it was. It was you know the Wild Stallions weren't destined to become like this amazing band. Uh, it was it was these guys getting all the world across all the timelines to do this one act together. Is, is yeah sort of the impetus for saving the future and, and restoring balance to the timeline, balance to the force, whatever. <laughs> uh, so they, they really, they really, this film does a really nice job to, in my opinion of uh, wrapping up the story of Bill and Ted and, in, in, in a way that yeah. uh, is, is satisfying. I thought. Yeah. Any more to go on? Oh, sorry. No, you froze up for a second there. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, yeah. <laughs> I definitely agree. Uh, I, I thought it did a really good job at just really tying together all the loose ends. And, you know, the fact that we finally got to see, you know, the event that, you know, balances the timeline and brings peace to everything was really cool in that regard. Because um, it's always something that was alluded to. And even in Boga's Journey, it's like they have the song and they play it and everyone in the world is like, you know, all about it. But it's not ever really said that that was the song that, you know, did it, you know, it was kind of just like, Oh, is this the one? I don't know, maybe, but now we kind of get to see, Oh, it wasn't that song, but this is the one that did it, you know? And yeah, just, just like kind of how you said that the prophecy got changed a little bit or reinterpreted, but it was in the end, you know, I feel like they didn't try to like steal the thunder from like Bill and Ted, because at the end of the day, they were the ones that played it. Right. And they right. were the ones that got the, instruments out to everyone and did that um it was you know kind of a whole group you know including their daughters you know that were wild stallions and they were the band that brought that all about so it was it was cool that you know they were uh they had the, the daughters helping out in that way and that they kind of did the two separate storylines but it just all kind of came back together and it felt like Nobody could have done it without the other, which is what I like, because a lot of times in these like passing of the torch kind of movies, it's uh, it's very much like, oh, like the old ones are obsolete and the new ones can do everything. It's like, no, no, no. Like they literally died. and <laughs> Bill and Ted had to go into hell to save them. Like no one could have done this without the help of the other. And just that cohesiveness was really cool to see. Like it didn't feel like a cop out, like they were just trying to make it so the new generation could just do everything the old one couldn't, you know? Yeah. And it, and it, it, it very much was a, uh, you know, like, Oh, these are also like the missing ingredients that we needed to do this sort of thing to begin with is like, you know, it, it made it multi-generational. It made it, it made it, um, it, it, it emphasized family, which I thought was really nice too. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't want to call a Bill and Ted movie a family movie necessarily, but it, it is a movie that like, you know, makes you kind of think about, Especially, uh, let me let me kind of back up here. Especially as you consider the fact that, like, when now you again, 
I'm older than Roger. Deal with it. <laughs> but, you know, I very much grew up with Bill and Ted. Um, you, yeah. you did as well, but you got there a little bit later. But you sure. grew up with these guys as well. And and so it's it's and there's so many movies out now that are that are kind of doing this, uh, where we're kinda of like reconnecting with our heroes uh from, yeah. from films of our youth and seeing where they are at this in this new stage of their lives and stuff like that. So uh it, it's it's really interesting in that regards to kind of see A where they are, what struggles they've had and and, and, and how yeah. they, they deal with like middle age like the rest of us are. Uh <laughs> and then seeing that in the case of Bill and Ted, that to achieve what they are supposed to achieve, it, it was not just on them and on Wild Stallions. It was on this whole collective thing that the, the, this, I, I don't even know the right word. Like, I want to say family, but I feel like I, that's not what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, yeah. But it's just this, this cohesive coming together of, of everything mm-hmm. that they've been trying to work make work. And it's like, it was like the daughters all along that was like kind of like the key ingredient to making it all resonate yeah sure does that make like sense the, the one people that believed in them you know yeah exactly and, and we, again we, we, we talk about like the, the these these girls were such stu- like, uh, such uh, uh students of music yeah you know that they they knew everything they talked you know when they talked the, it was really funny when they when they're talking to death about his solo albums and they're like well yeah. that's was not so good but that part you did with the blah 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 was like you know and he's like oh cool. yeah 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 I was really trying to do this, <laughs> you know. I, I love the way they kind of played on on Death's uh, ego. It was pretty funny. Yeah, that was pretty good. But, but yeah, I, I wish I had the right word I'm looking for. I, it's annoying me. I'll think of it five minutes after I turn off the recorder. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it just it just kind of all comes together as as this as like I don't know a, a, a story that uh, can only be told. As we get further along in life, you know that 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 maybe your sure. greatest maybe your greatest success doesn't come when you're when you're twenty. It comes maybe when you're forty, kind of thing. Like there's sure. there's still a lot ahead of you to get to. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's a good way to look at. It. I like that interpretation. Yeah, and and you know that's something that we saw. You know, we we haven't talked uh, specifically about it uh, on on the podcast, but I mean, you know, the, the Jane Silent Bob reboot movie was very much that thing as well. And you know, there's there's a lot of that. Like like whenever we're kind of you know, we're in a huge swell of nostalgia at this point in our lives, where all the things we loved as kids are kind of coming back in, into 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 vogue, into fashion, if yeah. it were, as it were. And uh, yeah, I mean, you can't just get the same thing over again. It's got to be new and different, or else it's just boring. Like sure, if you yeah. if you caught up with Bill and Ted, if they did this movie and it was just Bill and Ted being Bill and Ted, even though they're like forty five years old, I don't know if it would have worked as well for those characters because we knew they had a journey to go on. Yeah. You know, they, they had wives, they had a relationship. It kind of had to grow and develop. Sure. You know, and, and by contrast, Jay and Silent Bob kind of stayed Jay and Silent Bob until they're forced to become something else because they realize they're middle-aged men. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's, it's that journey that you go on, that, 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 that experience that we all call life. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it's kind of uh, nice and heartwarming to find those movies that uh, remind us that just because we're, in my case, in our 40s, uh, we are not dead yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and that might be the, the new theme of these nostalgic movies. It's just like, this is the kind of stuff we grew up with that gave us hope for the future. And now that the actual future is not so hopeful, it's kind of nice to see that even in, uh, you know, later years, it's still not lost, you know? Yeah. There's still always hope. 
I guess. Yeah, you know, it, it, and that's a good point you bring up too. I mean, considering the environment with which we live right now, where I mean, we're we're still neck deep in a global pandemic. You know, there's so many restrictions on everything. There's a yeah. A, 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 horrifying election coming up I mean, yeah. there's there's all kinds of bad awful things that we have to deal with in our real lives and and you know i i, I spend 98 uh, percent of my life in my house right now and uh, uh yeah. i've i've craved feel-good entertainment <laughs> for sure but i'm still not i'm, I'm i still don't think i have my wits about me to know when they're pandering to me uh-huh I do not feel pandered to at all watching Bill and Ted face the music. Yeah, no, same here. I, it, it felt genuine to me. Like yeah. it didn't seem like a cheap cash in. Yeah. Like it seemed yeah. like they were trying to finish the story to the best of their ability. Well, and, and I again, think they did a good job. I, I agree with you. And I, I love the fact that there's kind of like, again, you know, like, like we said in, in the story of the film, there's this, this kind of like multi-generational family thing going on. I, I love uh-huh. that the, the Alex Winter and, and Keanu Reeves and, and Chris Matheson and, and Tim and Ed Solomon are kind of like the family that's been together since this all started back in like 87 or 88 or whatever it was when, when they made the first one. I mean, you know, to, yeah. a, a, a film trilogy with the same writers is fairly uncommon, you know, in, <laughs> unless you're in the Marvel yeah. Cinematic Universe. <laughs> this is true. And, and, and to have uh, the, you know, by all accounts, uh, uh, Alex and Keanu have stayed very good friends over the years as well. Yeah, that was super cool. I, I, and I think that really comes out when you're watching this movie. You're like, man, these are just two fucking friends having a good time and kind of <laughs> taking us on one more trip with these awesome characters that we all kind of grew up with. But again, it's not it's not uh, uh, pandering to us. It's not you know going to the well one more time for for a payout, like you said. Uh, it, yeah, it, there there's a real genuine genuineness to it, a real earnestness to it, uh, sincerity. Sure. And again, you you now you've seen it. Like it it, it was kind of hinted at at Bogus Journey. Again, like you just like you had said, they hinted in Bogus Journey that that they did what they were supposed to do, but you never really yeah. saw it happen. You've mm-hmm. now seen it happen. The 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 circle <laughs> is now complete, as as they say. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I felt I felt extremely satisfied watching this movie. I got slightly misty at one point or another. <laughs> yeah. And uh. uh it it uh, also spoilers. Uh, Bill and Ted's wives uh, do not leave them. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that was a plus. The, the princesses come back and realize that the best timeline is the timeline they're in with their husbands, and they wouldn't give it up for anything, which I thought was sweet. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I I was <laughs> so one thing I was I was surprised to find out during this movie, and it, and it happens yeah. in the in the opening scene during during the wedding. Um, uh-huh. But for twenty five years, and basically for their entire adult lives. Bill and Ted have not had jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, that really blew my mind. It's like, really? Yeah, they didn't do anything? I guess you can live um, off royalties for a while on, on that one hit song they had. Yeah, it's true. I mean, they were, they were riding that for a bit, but uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they must have made some money from this. Even the failed albums must have made some cash. Yeah, something. <laughs> uh what what did you have any any observations we didn't get to Raj anything you were you wanted to talk about specifically uh, no you know I think we touched on a, a lot of the a lot of the key stuff there I know it felt like we like just slammed through it but I just felt like a lot of the scenes they're they're kind of just like better scene you know than than talked about because it's just there's a lot of stuff going on that you see visually and it's just um I don't know. It, it was it was a good ride. 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it really was. Well, I mean, and it, it wasn't too hard to slam through it because, uh, well, it's a 90-minute movie. I mean, it's really fast. It's a short flick. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But by by all accounts, uh, they everything they filmed is in the movie. Like, there's, it, it sounded like there's barely anything cut out, mm-hmm. and that most of the cuts had to come uh, during the script phase uh, when they were when they were writing it. It seemed like they had a lot more ideas that had to kind of get yanked out of the script because, like, I guess the budget for it was very very tight. Yeah. And and so to hit that budget, I mean, you know, things had to go. So the movie is uh, very lean and mean in that in that regard. <laughs> it's uh, it's a it's a it's a wiry kickboxing champion yeah <laughs> and this one yeah, were... this one will kickbox it right in the heart Raj yeah definitely <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it, it's it's uh I don't know I don't have anything else to say uh it, it's it's on demand you know like Raj said it's it's 20 bucks to rent it but 25 to buy it so yeah. you know whatever is going to work better for you makes makes a decent amount of sense and if you if you're living with a, a, a person or two 20 bucks isn't that bad sure and I you know, I mean, I I definitely don't advocate going to the movie theaters, but you know, each person is their own judge, jury, and executioner, apparently. <laughs> yeah. And and don't get me wrong, if the movie was in theaters, I would have loved. Or, or I'm sorry, if we weren't in a pandemic world, I would yeah. have loved to have seen this in theaters. For sure. Yeah. I saw Bogus Journey in theaters. There's no way I was missing this one. Yeah, dude. Well, you know, I I think that'd be a, a cool thing. Hopefully, for the future. You'll have some theaters that go back and play some of the stuff that uh, we didn't get to see. You know, that might be nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. I agree. Uh, so yeah, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up on the Bill and Ted front. Yeah, I did have a couple other things to mention to you, Raj, and get your get your opinion on if you're if you still have a little bit of time. Oh, of course. All right. Well, since we're talking about movies and things that came out, uh, you probably heard New Mutants came out finally. Yeah. And uh, it broke all kinds of pandemic box office records by making $7 million over the weekend. <laughs> That's uh, pretty cool. I mean, it, you know, sure, in, in normal times, $7 million would be an unmitigated disaster. But I suppose the fact that they convinced this many people to go out to the movies in a pandemic yeah. says a lot, question mark? Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, we have nothing... Nothing to compare it to, so it's kind of just like, I guess that's good. <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I mean, listen, the, the movie is not doing well as far as reviews go. <laughs> mm. and, that sucks. Yeah, that's not great. Uh, a lot of reviews uh, have, have said it is by far the worst X-Men movie ever. Oh, no. Which is a bold statement, considering some of them. Yeah, there's a... Uh... There's a deep barrel to scrape from on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really bottom of the barrel kind of shit, right? Yeah. Um, but but again, the fact the movie made seven million dollars. I mean, there's there's people who are going to the theaters to to see this movie. Yeah. Ro- I mean, Roger, obviously the state, the state of California that's that's a no go. Uh, yeah. I assume TJ is still shut down as well. I think so. I I haven't checked the movie theaters, but I'm pretty sure. If they are open, they're in minimal capacity. So, well, um, we have a we have a, a friend of the show, uh, our our friend Ken. Uh, he went to see New Mutants at the drive-in. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, I thought that was a pretty savvy decision there to go check out check it out at the drive-in. He does warn uh, that if anybody else is considering that option, uh, that the drive-in yeah. may not be the best venue because he said the film is shot really dark. 
So it might be a tad hard to see. So a, a little bit of a warning from Ken uh, on that mm. front. If anyone's thinking about going to the drive-in to check it out. Gotcha. Because uh, at least out here in California, drive-ins are still a thing, you know, minimally at least. Yeah. There's a couple here and there. I still have not gone in years. Yeah. I, 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 I you know, I'm not much for the drive-in personally. It's just not my cup of tea. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like, you know, the Dolby Digital surround sound shaking the shit out of me as I'm watching the movie, you know, <laughs> kind of feeling sure. when the T-Rex takes that step and, you know, those kind of things. Yeah, yeah. I like that bass, the big bass rumbly. <laughs> so, yeah, the drive is not, not you know, my my first choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I guess I have a certain curiosity with New Mutants because uh, by all accounts, this movie should have come out on video on demand. Yeah, but I guess I guess the, the the sort of rumor going around is that there was, there was something in the verbiage of the contract that it had to have a theatrical release. Uh, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so maybe in a, in a like a month or so, maybe it'll just come to they'll sneak it on Disney Plus or something. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, because I I do want to see the flick. I, w- I was curious about it. Um, I was curious. I was more curious about it than I was Dark Phoenix. <laughs> I'll be honest yeah. about that. Yeah, I feel you. But uh, so again, seven million dollars for new new means. That means that people are going out and, and seeing movies, for better or for worse. Yeah. Uh, and th- that brings up another another question for you, probably the final question of the night, because <laughs> because Tenant is coming. The, the the Christopher Nolan directed. Yes. Tenant, the movie that has been long, longed after by movie going audiences. You know, mm-hmm. movie movie crowds love a Chris Nolan flick. Yep. Yeah, and it, it debuted internationally. It's played in forty countries, and it racked in. 53 million bucks. Yeah. So it, it did over projections, over expectations. Yeah. And I, it's, I don't know if it's this week or next week, but it's opening in America. Roger? Yes. Will you go to the movies to see Tenet? <laughs> is it not going to be on demand? Is that not a thing? That is not a thing for Tenet. Ah, oh, damn. Well, then probably not. <laughs> I mean, I, I think, well... I think we're just starting to get to the point where a lot of things are actually going to start opening up again. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been seeing there's new plans for opening and everything. Um, so that hopefully is going to include those establishments for, you know, the people that want to do that. That said though, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really feel like going to the movies to <laughs> like going out to see a movie right now. You know, it's like, it just feels weird still, you know, like I feel like, if everything opened up again, going to the movies is not the first thing I would do, you know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely it's, it's, it's in a weird place still. Like maybe the drive-in would be a cool option. Um, but yeah, if, if things aren't opening up, especially, you know, back South of the border, I don't think I'm going to be watching like movies in theater for a while. So that's kind of the, the deciding factor for me. Cause I, I really don't, you know, see movies, uh, you know, without my family. So, uh yeah probably not i mean i want to the movie looks great and i i want to see pattinson in an action role before the batman you know so. <laughs> yeah i i um i i'm the opposite of you in that i go see movies without my family all the time uh, because <laughs> it's the only <laughs> way I, I get to see them <laughs> uh but, but yeah much like yourself i'm i'm in no particular rush i i i really want to see tenant i'm excited to see tenant i enjoy yep. A Chris Nolan flick, especially in the theater with that digital Dolby surround sound, and and um, it's always it's always a visual experience. So you you kind of want to see it on that big screen. Yeah. 
but yeah, I think it's, it's just not something I'm, I'm itching to do right now. You know, like you, you, you said the drive-in. Ken's done the drive-in. Yeah. Uh, I think I think Ken's going tomorrow to see Bill and Ted at the drive-in as well. Oh, nice. So, so you know, I'll, I'll have to hit him up on Wednesday and, and kind of see how the experience was for him doing that again. Yeah, definitely not as dark. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I think is correct me if I'm wrong. Is is the closest uh, drive-in to us? Is that the one down in Chula? Uh, yeah, I think it's the one. Might be the one like going towards Imperial Beach. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, it's like not too far off the freeway, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, it's pretty close by. Right, right, right. Yeah, um, I, yeah. I just, you know, I, people are gonna go, <laughs> and like they're not gonna go to the drive-in. They're they're actually gonna go to the national cinema. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, that's true. I'm I'm very nervous. It makes me nervous. Uh, you probably have seen the reports. Uh, uh, numbers are going back up in Europe, where where it seemed to be under control. But the yep. more the more they opened up, the more people contracted it. Uh, you know. It's just, uh, it's it's a, it's a fucking crazy world, Raj, and I just want to hide in the Tom Cave and play with my toys. <laughs> yeah, very much so. But, you know, I guess there's always going to be the people that, you know, want to rush to go do things, which is fine if you want to. Like, it's your choice. But uh, it's like Magneto says, that's why in chess the pawns go first. <laughs> that's perfect. You're so right, man. I don't know if you saw the video of the guy at, at a Chipotle recently. Like, that guy's an asshole. <laughs> You know, it's yelling. Like we got that, a lot of those going I'm around. A, I'm a paying customer. You have to serve me. Oh God, <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> this, this is why we can't do things that, like go into the movie theaters. What are, you, what are you talking about? Yeah, that's kind of the point. Oh. <laughs> Don't get me started, though, Roger. Jesus, like I said, I'm gonna hide out in the Tom Cave. I have all the essentials. I have uh, comic books and movies and video games. Uh, I have uh, beer, wine, and liquor, and uh, copious amounts of cocaine. Just... You're gonna say toilet paper, but that works too. <laughs> oh no, there's there's no toilet paper to be found. Just bad comics. Bad comic books. Yes, <laughs> that's the price they pay. <laughs> they aren't worth the paper they're printed on. No, just that's <laughs> terrible, Roger. How dare you? No. <laughs> oh man, I think that's it. I I don't know if I have anything else to talk about. What about what about you, sir? Anything? No, I think we ended that one on a high note. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. Well, I'm, I'm gonna give you a, I'm gonna give you one more high note before before we end our conversation today, uh, and that, right. that would be I I can't even getting the emotions together on this one is is something else <laughs> because I I I was completely unprepared for what I watched over the weekend. <laughs> now it it this series originally started on YouTube TV. Except nobody watches YouTube TV. No. I don't watch YouTube TV. I knew the show was out there. I had heard good things, but I was like, I'm not watching YouTube TV. I don't care. Yeah. Now it's on Netflix. Okay. Now I'm impressed because <laughs> this particular show that I'm talking about that I've not said the name of yet is so fucking good. <laughs> it's so fucking good and it has no business being so fucking good. <laughs> I am, of course, talking about Cobra Kai. Oh, yeah. The Karate Kid sequel series is now on Netflix. Seasons one and two are streaming. Season three is coming. Nice. I have watched the first five episodes, and I have been blown away with how good it is and how completely enthralled I am watching it. Oh, that's awesome, dude. That's definitely one that I had been meaning to watch, but I just I really wanted to sit down and watch the originals before going into this one just to kind of just 
see how well it runs. You know, I kind of did the same with Ash vs. Evil Dead, mm-hmm. where I just went back, watched all of them, and then went into the new series. Because I just wanted to have that fresh, you know? So far, I mean, the only one you really have to watch again, if you want to revisit, is is, is the first one. The original. Okay. Yeah, the original is really the, the, the impetus for the series. I think th- there's some references to some of the stuff in part two. Uh, when yeah. when Daniel San and Mr. Miyagi go to Okinawa, but yep. I mean the 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 main character in, on this series is is Johnny Lawrence, you know, yeah. from the first film, the the quote unquote bad guy, yeah, or depending on your point of view, the actual Karate Kid in the movie. That's true. <laughs> depending on which <laughs> which uh, which internet fan page you read, and um, uh, I like I said, I don't I don't want to get into it too deeply because there's there's a very good possibility there's going to be a more in depth podcast about. Cobra Kai in the, in the very near future because that's how impressive I find this show to be. Nice. Uh, and, and again, like kind of like what we talked about with Bill and Ted, this is not a show that leans into fan service. It's not a show that is uh, dependent on uh, a, a, you know a, a paycheck or cashing in on something or you know yeah. bilking your memories. This show <laughs> is really good. I mean, like they they do so much justice to all these characters. Um, yeah. And and. It does such a wonderful job of humanizing all of them and, and, and the experiences they've had since the All-Valley Karate Tournament of 1985. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. And, and kind of like the different paths their lives went on and, and where they are now. And, and there's, there's, there's so much to get into. I, but I wanted to mention really quickly, uh, closing out the show, that Cobra Kai is on Netflix and it is well worth your time. It is so good. Sweet. Yeah, I, I watched the first episode being like, all right, I'll give this a shot. And I was hooked. 30 minutes in, <laughs> I was hooked. That's cool, dude. So I, I I'm highly recommend it now. Yeah, I highly recommend it. And uh, you are a man of the martial arts as well, are you not? I am indeed, yes. You, so you could be in Cobra Kai. <laughs> I could be. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. No mercy. <laughs> we have to get you the costume or the, 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 the gi. As the a, black a, one with the cobra on the back. Oh yeah, awesome. Oh yeah, those sweet patches on the legs, so that when you kick me in the face, I can see them all. <laughs> yes, that that is the way. Yes. <laughs> so I wanted, yeah, I wanted to make sure I mentioned that uh, real quick. Cobra Kai on Netflix. It's so good. Yes, it's so good. <laughs> I almost, I, you know what? I I watched the fifth episode yesterday, and I almost got, I got a little weepy. Uh, with, with what was going on? Uh, again, no no spoilers here on, on this because I want you to kind of get into it. But I was like, oh my god, yeah. like this show, the fucking Karate Kid spinoff show, <laughs> it's gonna make me cry. It's so good. Oh man, I'm excited. Yeah, <laughs> put it on the list. Uh, this again, this is a show I think you could, you could watch with uh, with with your son because yeah. it it does the multi generational thing really really well. You yeah, know, yeah. There's, there's a whole new generation coming up. You know, we have Daniel. And we have Johnny, you know, mm. as kind of like our old guy reference points, especially for me, who, who grew up <laughs> with a Karate Kid. Uh, yeah. But there's a whole new generation of high school students. And uh, Johnny's old worldview on bullying is hilarious, <laughs> especially as he learns about cyberbullying. <laughs> and his response to cyberbullying is, what a bunch of pussies. <laughs> That's, yeah, that's very Johnny for sure. That's the only spoiler I'm going to give you because it, I was I was rolling so good. <laughs> oh, that sounds great, dude. I think I might uh, might have to watch Karate Kid and go into that this weekend with little dude. I I'm going to burn through the show pretty quickly. Like I said, I'm I'm five in. I started Saturday, 
I, I will have season one done probably by tomorrow, and then I'm gonna I'll make sure to finish one season two pretty quickly after that. Ten episode seasons, so it's it, and they're only half an hour long. Nice. Yeah, you'll you'll crush it. And like I said, I think the I think the little man will dig it. Yeah, uh, I, there's something in there for everybody. Like I said, for us old guys who grew up with it, me in particular, <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess for the younger generation as well, there's enough uh, excitement as well. You know, it's it's not again, awesome. it, it doesn't like it doesn't rely on its nostalgia. The nostalgia is there, but it's not yeah. dependent on it. You know, gotcha. Good characters, well developed stories. You'll have a blast. Nice. Sounds good, dude. All right, Raj. <laughs> what? Uh, anything exciting going on this week? You want to let the people know about? Uh, this week. Nothing I can think of, really. Uh, going to be a pretty chill week, probably. And then uh, Labor Day weekend, so that'll be fun. Yeah, sounds like my weekend. Chill weekend and then a holiday weekend where no one can go out anywhere and do anything. Awesome. Just drink some more. <laughs> <laughs> that won't be a problem, sir. <laughs> All right, my friend. I will talk to you in the very near future. Sounds good. Greetings, my excellent friends. Do we know you? I'm Kelly. Wait, you're Rufus's daughter. I am, and I've been wanting to meet you my whole life. It must be very disappointing. Not at all. We have a problem, gentlemen. Potentially a very serious problem. About the music? About the music. They just want to talk to you. <laughs> Dude, I got a very bad feeling about this. It'll be fine, Ted. They totally love us in the future, dude. doing this on their own for the longest time. Yeah, I wish there was some way we could help them out, you know? Yeah. But how? Well, hey, there it is. That's the conversation. That is the one and only Jedi Raj. He's at Jedi Raj on Twitter and Instagram. You can, In real life, you can call him Roger Smith if you want, but I think you should flag him down when you see him out and about and say, hey, there's Jedi Raj. He'll dig that. So that's, that's our chat. Uh, a little... Uh, sort of a, a tribute to the, the, the wonderful Chadwick Boseman, uh, who we lost far too early to colon cancer. Uh, colon cancer is a concern for everyone, and uh, it's it's something that, uh, hey, if you've been putting off the check for too long, let, let, let's get it taken care of. Everyone needs to be taking care of themselves and living as long as humanly possible uh, because, hey, man, there could be more Bill and Ted movies that we can talk about. I mean, we definitely want to see more Black Panther movies. Come on. That's that, that's what this show's here for. Talk about Marvel movies most of the time. Come on. Uh, whew, and then Bill and Ted. Bill and Ted faced the music. I thought we had a pretty good chat about it. Um, I know the internet was a little tad dicey uh, with, with Raj there at the first part. I think he had some trouble hearing me, what I was saying a little bit. But hopefully the conversation is still coherent enough for all of you guys to appreciate the things we had to say. I hope you had a chance to check out Bill and Ted. It is uh, streaming on demand. Well, it, it's video on demand. Sorry, it's twenty bucks to rent, twenty five if you just want to buy the damn thing. Which I thought, mathematically speaking, made more sense. Uh, and it, it's a fun time. It's a it's a sweet movie. It has a good heart to it. And if especially for an old guy like me, if if you grew up with Bill and Ted, I think you really really like it. But I think there's enough there that you can show it to uh, some y- younger folks, perhaps your own children. And they'll get an appreciation out of it as well. So 
that is the show for the day, and we're going to do the whole part of the show now that uh, I didn't do earlier because uh, our tone was... Oh, boy. And now you got barking dogs. All right, now for the part of the show uh, that I skipped earlier today when we, when we had to be uh, more somber. And So thank you again. Thank you so much for listening to this quality independent podcast. You can please follow along with our show on social media at TomCastPopCast on Twitter and Instagram. You can email the show, TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And finally, you can join Pop Nation at Patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast where when you sign up, you get access to all kinds of super cool, very entertaining bonus content. There's video features. There are audio commentary tracks for movies that you don't want to watch. It's top-notch entertainment. Bang for your buck. And it's my way of saying thank you for helping uh, keep this podcast going, helping pay the bills, keep the lights on, all that good stuff. Thank you to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody. The Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. Jeff is also the co-host on The Ring Ear, a wonderful music podcast that I recommend insanely high. Thank you to Evil Circle, the evilest of all the circles. The Squid Master General, Brian Broussard. And the New Jersey Devil, Mark Wegemer. Finally, please subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Google Play, Whatever podcast format you prefer, find us, subscribe to us, like us, and share us with all of your friends and family. Be sure to warn them that I am a potty mouth, though. And if you get a chance, write a five-star review. Those go an incredibly long way to letting people know that we're doing really fun stuff over here on the TomCast podcast and uh, that you like us and you think everyone else should like us, too. That means the world to me if you do that. Uh, And that's the show for the week. That's episode one eleven. Can you believe it? This year's flying by, uh, and <laughs> you know it's such a weird year uh, because uh, content. Our, our shows become very focused on content that's on the internet uh, and, and streamable. You know, Netflix and Hulu's and, and Disney Pluses and things like that. Um, it's it's a weird, wild world. Now that I finally have time to go to the movies because I don't have to worry about writing papers for San Diego State, uh, there are no movies to go to. Um, well. Except now that there are, and I still don't want to go because now I uh, don't want to contract an illness. <laughs> it's such a weird world, man. 2020 is the year that is uh, kicking all of us in our genitalia, and it does not feel that good. So we're going to wrap it up. Listen, we're going to be back pretty soon, possibly even sooner than uh, than Monday. Uh, we'll see how that goes. I, I got a couple things. I got a couple of... Uh, you know, a, a poker's in the fire, as, as they might say somewhere, sometime, you know, if you're into, like, Dickensian novels and fireplaces. So we'll be back, but we will, we will be back very, very soon. And, uh, God, I just hope you guys uh, keep doing what you're doing. Stay safe. Take care of each other. Uh, it's it's a crazy world out there, but, you know, wear the mask. If not for yourself, then just to, to, to save others. And... Uh, you have that hey <laughs> from the bottom of my heart I thank you guys so much for downloading listening and always supporting the show It's you guys are the best we would not be here I would not be here without you guys so we do what we always do on the TomCast podcast we close the show with our favorite Alex Ovechkin saying that I sort of modified for the for the purposes of the podcast ciao babes you know hey maybe I will
too. Because, you know, we're both three. So let's just go sex nuts. I am happy to go sex nuts. I'm going to have sex with everyone. Right. Yes, starting with that lady emptying the garbage can. Yes. Hmm. And Kevin Swain, easy. Lovely. Thank you. Nina, what do you say? Okay, Nina is out. And that guy over there, yes, holding the iPad or whatever that is. I can't read what says on your name tag. Theo. Theo. I'm going to have sex to you, my friend. I'm going to be all over you. It's going to be passionate and white hot. You're going to melt under my body heat. So listen up, everyone. There is a new sex machine in town. And his name is Lars. We're not going to be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champion.